Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Destiny is in the blood. And the first mention of blood in the Bible, God's love story to us, is in the context of relationship and family. Humanity had already chose to follow their selfish desires and become one with both good and evil, instead of being one with God and only good. As a result, humanity's reproducible seed had been corrupted. So humanity reproduced both good and evil, instead of only good, which was how God originally designed us to be. The son of the first man and woman, Cain, hated his brother Abel. In hate, Cain killed his brother. Cain shed his own brother's blood that resulted in Abel's death. Abel was an innocent man, yet his blood was shed. In getting Cain to confront his need for forgiveness and a need for a saviour, the Lord said to Cain, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. This injustice of shedding of innocent blood by humanity would be the means by which God would use to set humanity free. For destiny is in the blood. The first mention of blood in the New Testament in the Bible is in the same context of relationship and family. Yet in complete contrast to the death and destruction of relationship and family at the hands of humanity, God brings life and healing into relationship and family. Matthew chapter 9 verses 20 to 22 And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for twelve years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, If only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. This outcast woman had a physical disease which was a continual flow of blood. In her culture of the time, she was considered unclean. From Mark's account of this same event, we learn that this outcast woman had heard about Jesus. Upon hearing, she chose to believe that Jesus was and is the healer. She reasoned that if only she could touch his clothes, she would be made well. With one touch from Jesus, she received her healing physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. To go deeper in this, please listen to our Jesus Loves the World podcast, One Touch from Jesus. In the love of God, Jesus came to humanity. 
He speaks life and healing into the broken relationships. He speaks intimately and personally as he engages with each individual. He turns to her, acknowledges her, and calls her daughter. Jesus affirms her into his kingdom and family, for she believed Jesus was the one, the divine wrapped up in the flesh and blood of humanity. He came to humanity in the form of humanity, from heaven into his creation. The wind and the waves recognised his voice from which they were created and bowed down to him. Satan and every demon knew who he was and had to bow to his authority. Yet amongst his own tribe, those of Jewish lineage who had received all the prophecies concerning his coming were those who chose to refuse to acknowledge him as their king. But there is always a remnant, those of Jewish lineage who not only received him as their king, but testify of him even to us today. John chapter 1 verses 10 to 14. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. To all who receive him, they become a child of God, born of spirit and spiritually adopted into his royal bloodline of the divine. Jesus was an innocent man, yet because of God's great love, he willingly subjected himself to the full human condition and gave himself into the hands of his betrayer. Matthew chapter 27 verses 3 to 10 Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed, and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, because they are the price of blood. And they consulted together and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore that field has been called the field of blood to this day. 
Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of him who was pierced, whom they of the children of Israel priced, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Celebrating the Passover festival and his last meal with his disciples, Jesus revealed to them the true cost and value that was his blood that was shed for them. For his blood was innocent, pure, divine, yet human blood. Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 to 28. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many for the remission of sins. The cost and value that God placed on our lives was the highest and most precious of all. He subjected himself to the injustices of this world, knowing he was an innocent man. Hating God, they sought to shed his blood and kill him. They cried out, Crucify him. Jesus willingly sacrificed his life so that we could believe and receive the remission of sins. Remission is all-encompassing. It means forgiveness, deliverance from all bondage to sin, and ultimately a pardon from the penalty of sin which is death. Sin is an offence or violation of the divine in thought or action. It is also the offences humanity has done to each other. Unlike Jesus, we are all born of the corrupted seed of humanity, of both good and evil, and we are all in need of remission of sin. Forgiveness is essential for true freedom. The removal of guilt and shame comes in receiving God's forgiveness. A forgiveness that God always has there for us to receive and believe. In receiving Jesus' flesh and blood sacrifice, we receive all of who he is and what he has done and will do. We are no longer trapped in the bondage of our selfish desires or the fear of death, as our destiny is in the blood of Jesus that he willingly shed. Jesus paid the highest cost. He defeated death, rose to life, and in believing in him, we receive his eternal life. For God's testimony is true. 1 John Chapter 5, verses 6 to 13. 
This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. For it is the Spirit who bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he has testified of his Son. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. And this is the testimony, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. The blood in this context is Jesus' atoning sacrifice of himself as human. The divine word or eternal voice of God became human. Both the Father and Spirit testify of Jesus the Son. Jesus the Divine shed his royal, priestly human blood for us. He did it all because of God's great love. Father, Son and Spirit, the three in perfect unity and oneness. So love. Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 to 6. Grace to you and peace from him who is, and who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. In his shed blood, Jesus has made us kings and priests. We, through his blood, are adopted into his royal family and priestly ministry, a child of the living God. Revelation chapter 5, verses 9 to 10. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood 
out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Jesus wrote God's new covenant of love in his own personal blood. In his life, death, resurrection and ascension, he has redeemed us. Redeemed is having done the business or work of God, which is to bring new life, identity and destiny to humanity. Intimately and personally, he sacrificed himself for the one. The last mention of blood in the Bible is Jesus' second coming, when he returns to avenge the blood of martyrs, those who are in love relationship with him, adopted into his family, who have been killed for their testimony of him. Jesus will avenge their blood. He will judge the empires of humanity without God and all those who chose to reject God and his right to rule and reign. That is those who knowingly rejected Jesus' blood sacrifice of himself, and in doing so chose to align themselves with evil, and effectively declared war on God. Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 to 16. Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus' robe, that is his royal cloth, was dipped in blood. For the destiny of humanity is determined by the shed blood of Jesus. In Jesus' return, true justice will abound. There will be no place for death, evil, sorrow, loss or pain. As a result, we will live in perfect harmony with God and his renewed creation, in relationship of equality and honour, peace and justice, love and freedom, at home with God for all eternity. Destiny is in the blood, the shed royal human blood of the divine in Jesus. Praise his mighty name. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.